This is the podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs who want to learn how simple ideas can lead to big wins for your business. I'm your host, Ryan Delello, professional dancer from TV So You Think You Can Dance, turned entrepreneur and business owner. I'm on a quest to discover the most creative ideas that have made all the difference for successful businesses. This is the Ideal Wins Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Idea Wins Podcast. Today, we have Tom Sharp on the podcast. Tom Sharp is a leadership expert for entrepreneurs. After moving from Europe to America, he is now generously publishing and sharing all his tips, techniques, and tools in English for all entrepreneurs who want to transform their team into a motivated machine. Tom loves sharing stories and tips about freeing up massive amounts of time, uh, about building teams you can actually trust, and about how he has helped ordinary entrepreneurs solve impossible problems. Tom, great to have you today. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks for so, having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to meet you. I know you mentioned something about uh, it's great to connect with a dancer turned entrepreneur. So I'm going to have to ask you a little bit more about that. And yeah, just tell me more about yourself and how you, uh, you know, what led you to becoming a leadership expert for entrepreneurs? Oh man, those are so many questions enrolled in one. So I did a lot of dancing myself. I did a lot of modern jazz and modern dancing. So envision me, I'm six foot six in, wow. a, in a group of, I don't know, 20 ladies all in front of this the, the huge mirror. And um, <laughs> maybe there was another guy every once in a while, but I really loved that. And um, I studied photography, so I did a lot of uh, photography, dance photography as well. Very cool. And you're from? Tell me where you're from. I'm uh, from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Okay. Beautiful, so beautiful I, I, country. I, I joke that I'm I'm born in a tiny small village somewhere to the east of New York. That's <laughs> kind just, of just a little east, you know. Just, just a, a little, just a little yeah. East. <laughs> yeah, a couple of miles. So, but I started to um, delve into leadership, especially for entrepreneurs, because I am a high quick start guy, and I started a couple of companies myself. And in one of them, I realized that. I've done a lot of leadership in more like the informal session, uh, informal world, but now that people are really dependent on me for their job, their work, uh, I'm dependent on them to to have to get or create the results that my clients need. That's a whole different uh, ball game. I don't know right. about you, but most people that I've encountered uh, as leaders, they have never done any any leadership training when they started yep. to professionally lead other people, which is insane to my mind, because if there's right. one thing that's really important for people is to have good managers and, and yes. great entrepreneurs that they're working for, right? Yeah, 100%. It, your leadership can completely make or break. It, it, it does, it makes or breaks the, the company. Um, yes. And, and how, how important it is then if you get that role, to have some skills. I mean, in any role, I mean, you think about it, any role, you need skills. You need to know what you're doing. Uh, if you're you wouldn't want the captain of your airplane to have no education, right? right? Or your, your surgeon or, but, but why are we allowed? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not about, um, making, making everything illegal, but in a way it's weird in our culture that yeah. we just dive in. I threw myself into the deep end. I thought, I know a bit about leadership. We'll figure it out. These people are yeah. just like me, right? They're all motivated because otherwise I wouldn't hire them. And then so together we'll, we'll make this work. 
Well, that turned out quite a little bit different than I envisioned when I hired my first uh, employee. Yeah. And so over time, I started to realize this is not going to go well. I n really need to figure this out, how this will work, how, what my people need, what I need to change in me or in my communication or my leadership style. And I learned a ton, especially because my own personality is not geared towards managing, uh, managing at all. Yeah. Like I am the opposite of a manager and um, I... Uh, Which is cool because people watching this need to understand that don't put yourself in a box. Don't say, well, you know, I'm just not that leadership type of person. You know, there's a lot of people like when I've taught people dance, they're like, oh, I'm just not a dancer. And I've right. proven them wrong every single time. Yes. Every single time. Anyone can learn. And um, so that's what I'm excited I'm excited you're on today because I'm excited to learn. I'm excited for our audience to learn. Um, you know, the Idea Wins podcast is about small, simple ideas, yes. things that you can do that make an impact, a big impact. So let's dive into some of those. What, what would you say right off the bat? Uh, what are some of the, the best things that you teach? Let's just jump into some of the meat um, of simple things that, that leaders can do that will make them more effective. I would say that the first thing is to really figure out who you are. And that's like an open door, but it's really important. And that's another thing that we don't really learn in school. So one of the, th the tests that worked really well for me and for most of my clients is called the Colby test by Kathy Colby. It shows you what your conation is. And when I refer to I'm a high quick start, that's about the Colby test, my natural inclination, my instinct of the way that I try to do things. Realizing that I'm a high quickster and I'm, for instance, really, really low on follow through gives me the kind of the opportunity to figure out that I need other people on my team who are high on follow through when I have follow through work to be done, like bookkeeping or administration, right. customer support. And it, it gives you a, uh, an obligation to find people that are different from yourself, which is hard to do, but is really, really freeing in the end. So figuring out who you are, which roles you have in your team, and what kind of people you need to fill those roles, that's, it's not necessarily simple, but it's a huge game changer for everything, that, everyone that I work with. So would you say that um, getting your ego out of the way is kind of pivotal <laughs> because you know, it's about admitting your weaknesses and you need to be open and free to say, yeah, hey, I'm not, that's not a strength of mine. True. So let's, let's bring in somebody who that has that strength and these are my strengths and I'm going to really focus on those and not that you can't improve and get better, but, but maybe it's more effective. You've seen, have you seen in, in your experience, it's much more effective to just, hey, we have we, people on our team. We need to have people on our team. So let's just make sure we have someone who has those strengths. I think you're completely right. On the other hand, I myself experienced it more as an excuse mm. instead of me having to force myself into doing all kinds of work that I really don't enjoy, that don't give me energy, that I basically loathe doing. <laughs> I suddenly had this excuse, like there's this report. Uh, my Colby test says I'm a high quick start. So I have this excuse that I need to hire other people to do different kinds of work. And in my mind, when you're an entrepreneur, that's not for nothing. It's not the easy path for most people, right? So there mm -hmm. already is something wrong with you. 
just as there is a lot wrong with me. Once you, once you figure out, oh, I'm, I enjoy this entrepreneurial lifestyle, you know that you're not standard. Which yeah. means, in my mind, that for most of us, doing the work that other people can do as well as we can do, or even better, makes no sense. Right. So I talk about nickel work, silver work, and gold work. If I'm doing the nickel work that, that I can uh, hand off to other people, delegate to them, uh, spending 20, 25 bucks an hour, it makes no sense. But because yeah. of this sense of obligation and follow-through and perseverance, I'm still doing this planning, mm -hmm. or I'm still doing this e these emails, or I'm still doing I'm this admin. I'm laughing because my wife and I, in one of the businesses we run, we're in that situation right now where she doesn't want to get a virtual assistant. She just knows how to do everything, get it all done. But then at the same time, she's kind of complaining, like, I don't have time to do everything. And I was like, we need a virtual assistant. Like, you don't need to be doing all these other tasks that someone else is like, they're really trained in doing. That's what they do for a living, right? And you can then focus on, the you called it the gold? Yeah, silver right? and gold. Silver yeah. is really hard because that's like sales calls and stuff that maybe generates a hundred bucks an hour. It's hard to let go of, of those yeah. tasks. But going to the gold is like your marketing, your mission, your vision, thinking about uh, your strategies. That's like mm -hmm. the real, th or that's even, where you're making the money, right? Yeah, or even like speaking events or being on yeah. podcasts or promoting yourself and like being out there, right? One on many. That's, that becomes gold work pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But what, what you find in your wife is what most of us have found throughout the years is that there's a, this barrier between doing everything yourself um, like most people who are entrepreneurs or become entrepreneurs, we are hard workers. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we just put in the hours, right? Yeah, if you want it done right, do it yourself. We always say that, right? So that, that's our, basically our approach. Mm -hmm. And so any problem that is thrown at us, we fix it by working harder. And I feel that if you, if you would sit with your wife and just make a list of everything that, that makes her hesitant to hire a VA, and then you categorize those issues, mm -hmm. um, all of them are solvable. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's mostly a mindset issue that our culture doesn't yeah. teach us to delegate stuff to other people who enjoy doing the work that we really yeah. hate. I've asked her to, to create that list, but I think cool. I need to sit down with her and do it with her <laughs> might, might be like when it's about uh things where you feel this hesitation it always yeah. helps helps to help somebody or just have ask uh, chat gpt mm. like what are yeah. probably my <laughs> Nowadays, why hesitating? Uh, just ask chat gpt right um well actually so let's let's dive into um i was looking at your website uh yes. which let me pull that up uh buildcoolthings.co right yes and one of the things that was on there was uh, freeing up, I think it was up to eight hours a week um, that you can help, you know, leaders do that. So because time is money, I, I really believe that time is money. And we're, we're kind of talking about that, you know, getting a virtual assistant and, and freeing up time because with that time you can focus on the gold, right? So um, maybe a, share with us a couple of tips about, about that strategy. So what we do with our clients is, is that we have them create an, a time X-ray before we actually start working with them, which is basically where we figure out where all their time is going right now. If you spend an hour on nickel work, you don't spend, you're not spending that same hour on your gold work or even your silver work. Mm -hmm. 
and once they have well once we have that x-ray it's most of the time there's one or two exceptions but most of our clients it's relatively easy to help them figure out ways to delegate or outsource or optimize or automate the work that is taking so much of their time right now right. and for most of us it's also like a revelation where you don't really know where your time is going you just feel that you're working all the time yeah you don't necessarily feel the impact or the satisfaction of your work especially if you're doing a lot of nickel work you will probably not have a lot of sat satisfaction not right. a lot of creativity mm -hmm. but you feel that you're on this treadmill that you cannot exit because who will do what, what needs to be done yeah and the domino is crazy because like you said like the creativity like we it is scientifically proven that we cannot be creative in a stressful environment yes your, your brain doesn't work that way so just relieving that stress, the domino effect of the impact that I, that that can have on your business of having more creativity, more clarity of thought. Um, I mean, I think that's just, that's huge. That's like, that's what we're all about. That's a simple thing you can do that can have a huge impact. And that's where I feel that virtual assistants can be really, really valuable because you can hire a virtual assistant to work for you for two or four hours a week, mm -hmm. try it out for three months, hand over the kind of work that may not be necessarily business critical right away, but that really drains you, that takes a lot of your energy. Right. And then right. figure out in two or three months how you respond to that. Love that. So instead of hiring a full-time employee right from the bed for 38 hours, you can... I loved creating small experiments instead of doing going all in all the time. So where do you recommend, just to follow up on that, where do you recommend finding the best VAs that are you can trust? So that's a whole um, can of worms by itself. What I find <laughs> is that A players, the people that you really want in your team, they normally are not looking to find another job. Because, because they are A players, they probably already have a job. And there are exceptions, but most of these people are not actively looking to find a new new uh, place to work that's different for virtual assistants because by nature they work for multiple clients mm -hmm. so most of the time it's much easier to find a really really good virtual assistant instead of finding somebody that's that's going to work for you on the admin side and is really 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 good or as a manager is really good so when it comes to virtual assistants my recommendation is to just experiment and it might be number three, four, or five that you hire, where suddenly you feel like we have this click together. Connect, yeah. But you pri the foundation of all of this is that you write down what you need this person to do for you. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Smart calls it the scorecard. That's the system that we work with. This is the mission of the job. These are your responsibilities. This is what we expect from you. And you just list it all out. And you'll probably, as an entrepreneur, when you hire your first employee or your first virtual assistant, you're probably looking for somebody to take over a lot of admin stuff, mm -hmm. which is in my mind means that, you, that you're looking for a person that, is, that scores high on follow-through. He or she really, really enjoys doing these day-by-day -day activities. They're, they're kind of the same every day. And where you and I would would not like that type of work, there are people who actually enjoy yeah. doing that. They like checking off the absolutely the bullet points. It's like a gamification for them. And yeah, yeah, they they'd like to have the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
there's not so much ambiguity. It's just like no. If I clear out his email inbox, then I uh, I feel this accomplishment for today. Right, right, awesome. Okay, I love that. Let me let's dive into a couple other questions. Um, sure. So I'm I'm looking here. Um, ha, let's see, the trap of starting your day with urgent work. That one really stood out to me. Um, maybe dive dive into that. That's something that you mentioned you can talk about. Absolutely. So the the problem with urgent work is that it kind of screams for your attention mm -hmm. and this makes us uncomfortable in our body even uh, or in our mind but it makes no sense to start your day working on the urgent work because it will get done anyway mm -hmm. if you if it needs to be ready by 4 p.m or you need to ship it by 5 and you start doing that around 3 p.m it will still get done that's true. <laughs> and the other stuff that you're postponing, the stuff that's like the gold work, the strategic work, the thinking, the connecting, the marketing kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. If you start your day doing them, you will have the satisfaction early in the day. You will actually make progress. It doesn't necessarily have to be your entire morning. One of the things that works really well for our clients is to is the, what I call the rule of 11, where you're not allowing yourself to open your email before 11 a.m. Wow. Yeah, that's going to so, be really hard for, for people. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's the first thing they do when they wake up. They just Oftentimes. Yeah. So what you're actually doing when you're doing that is you, you wake up, you, you grab your phone, and then you start checking the to-do lists of the people around you. That's basically what you're doing when you're looking at your inbox, yeah. right? You are looking at the to-do lists of other people. Yeah. Why would you do that? Makes no <laughs> sense in my mind. I love that. And, and it, I, I, it feels like if you start with that urgent work, that busy work, you just kind of like just keep doing the busy work. And then right. you never get to the gold. You never get to the right. strategy because you just kind of get in this mode of, okay, now what's the next you know, urgent thing I need to do? That's completely true. So another concept that works really well for me is to think about entropy, where there's just too much details, too much that's trying to grab my attention. I have that in my meetings. So I have two team leaders and I meet with them every three weeks or so. And we may have one or two hours of discussions and, and meetings where they come with their problems and they immediately also suggest solutions. Because that format is so efficient and because they do most of the thinking instead of delegating it upwards to me, which is a real problem when you're having a team, um, these meetings tend to, tend to be draining for me. Mm. Because in the span of an hour, we're talking about maybe 30 different things. Right. And I find that in the morning, if I can get myself to the point where I'm going to sit behind my computer and I'm going to work on thinking, strategy content, the stuff that really matters for me and for my clients and for my business in the long term, it makes my life much more quiet in a good way. Right. And the excitement will come after 11. There will be enough excitement <laughs> left. I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, it, it's essentially to me, cause there's, I've done a lot of research into, you know, starting your day with meditation, right. um, 
how important that is for your mental health. Mm-hmm. This is essentially doing the same thing for your business. Yes. Right. It's taking that time in the morning, which is critical. Um, and your, your brain is the sharpest when you wake up and working on that, on that goal. So for I most people it is absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I really like the book rest by Alex Bang. Mm-hmm. And he talks about all the scientific proof for how it does not work if you spend too many hours a day trying to think. Like, I love that. I'm going to write that down, add it to my book list. Yeah, it's a gr- I love it. It's a great book. And for me, I already understood that if I don't give myself enough rest and don't and not enough time to recuperate, then my cre- creativity will go down the drain. However, when I read his scientific explanations, it started to to really impact me. I started to get convinced like, oh, I, this is something that I need to take really, really seriously. If in the course of my life, I really want to have the impact <clears throat> that I'd like to have in helping as many people as possible, becoming better leaders, then I better make sure that I'm not falling into the trap of working too many hours a day. Yeah. And who... <laughs> Who wouldn't want to work less hours per day? Like, like everyone wants to free up time. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. I well, feel that many true. of us, especially entrepreneurs, but also managers, we are addicted to the cycle of, what is, what is it, like dopamine cycle mm-hmm. of uh, troubleshooting, troubleshooting, troubleshooting. And we, we call it the firefighting, right? And I feel right. that sometimes we ourselves are the one that light the fires because we we crave the excitement mm-hmm. but that's not the kind of guy that i'd like to be yeah yeah for sure yeah impact it's it's yep. it's, it's about making impact all right so let's dive into another question um let's uh, let's let's change it up a little bit what are the six words and what makes them so powerful so this is a really val- this has been really valuable for me when i started to delegate and as the founder of the business, I knew everything. So for many entrepreneurs, especially technician entrepreneurs, that's the case, right? You, mm-hmm. you are the expert in what you do, and then you uh, start building your business. And, and because you're growing, more people are being added to your team, but you still know everything. So the six words are, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. It doesn't have to be true, (laughs) but it means that when you are opening a spreadsheet and you want to analyze some marketing stuff or some, um, I don't know, whatever, you have a spreadsheet, you want to analyze something and you see that it has not been updated. My natural inclination would be to go to the server to download the uh, SQL query, query again to update the Excel and then do my own analysis. And instead of doing that, I've learned to call one of my team members and say, hey, Eve, I don't know how that works. I need this, but I don't know how it works. Can you please do that for me? And that basically my idea is that you need to shrink your own comfort zone. Mm. We're always talking about expanding your comfort zone, right? I feel that you need to shrink it. So basically what I do is I write down, this is my work, words on paper. That's my work. Everything else is not my work. Mm. And it might not be literally words on paper, might be words on the computer screen, might be talking to Ryan in the podcast, might be 
walking outside with my notebook and or, or my voice recorder thinking about a new article I'm going to write or a new training course that we're going to start. Might be coaching my clients in, in one-on-one Zoom calls. But in my mind, that is all words on paper. But it's not administration. It's not bookkeeping. It's not customer support. It's not right. all the other stuff. Right, right. I don't know how that works. So, oh, this client I needs an answer. That. I don't know how it works. <laughs> so you're narrowing your focus into, yes. which is, which is great because then you're like, I am really good at this. And if I focus my time on this, I'm going to get better at it. I'm, and I'm, in fact, I'm going to become the best at it, right? Instead of trying to, you know, juggle so many different hats, right? Is that that's pretty much what absolutely saying. so so you can work really hard on your weak points and then you will end up with really strong weak points and <laughs> that makes no sense right so so one of the other things that i work on with my clients is that i feel that oftentimes their focus is on the product or the service that they deliver to their clients right. so the product has to be great or the service has to be amazing which makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. But that's what you do when you have a job. Mm-hmm. So when you are an entrepreneur, you really want to build a team. I think that it makes sense to figure out ways to have your team create the products, to have your team deliver the service as much as they can. And then your focus needs to be on how do I improve the quality of my team so that they can in turn deliver the absolute best product and service to my clients. That's great. I love but that. But it changes everything because suddenly I make my team members responsible for their jobs instead of yeah. every time that I see that something might be going wrong a little bit, then I'm jumping in, taking over, shoving them out of the way. I'll fix this. I'll fix this. It makes no sense. So you have to find a good team. Absolutely. So that's where you need to focus on finding the A players and basically create dream jobs for them mm-hmm. instead of just putting a, a like, I, I need somebody on, on a, a job seekers website where these people are not looking anyway. So let's finish with that. So what are your best tips for building an A team for finding them, those A players? I would start with inviting you to create a dream org chart which is basically an org chart for maybe in two years or so. So we're completely loose from our current team. We are thinking about our dream team. How would we want it to be in two years? Then for each department in your business, could be a small department, could be a small business, but basically you, you write out the departments. I think mission, vision, strategy is one for you as the entrepreneur. Then you have team or HR, finance, research and development, marketing and sales, operations, and quality assurance. Mm -hmm. I nicked these from David Allen from GTD and I added research and development, but it makes a lot of sense to my mind. Then you try to find the roles of the people that you will need to run these departments. For each role, you create a scorecard, mission, requirements, kind of energy that you need to bring are you going to bring blue follow-through energy or are you going to bring yellow creative quick start energy Uh and so now you know the kind of people that you're going to need and then it becomes a question of marketing 
the other way around, where you're not marketing to find new clients, you're marketing to find the best candidate. Right. So just like in regular marketing, you're thinking like, who are these people? I need this person on my research and development team. What kind of a person would that be? Where, where would he live? What kind of a job would he or she have? Where is their attention already? What is bothering them about their current job? Maybe they have a commute that's too long. Maybe they need to use a computer that's too slow. Maybe their boss is an asshole, whatever. Like anything that you can use as a lever to get their attention. It's a bit more complicated than that, yep. but I find that starting with the org chart and the scorecard and then trying to figure out who are these people, where are they, how can I kind of lure them into looking at my job proposal mm-hmm. and, and create a dream job for them, that is making a ton of sense in my mind. That's fantastic. I think that's a great start for us. And to get it, just wrap it around our mind and understand where to begin. But then, of course, from there, I'm sure you're going to, might go through one or two people, you know, because you got to connect. But I think you'll go through, you'll do, you'll find that person faster if, if, if you follow that model, which is, which is huge. That's, that's really, that's the goal that I was looking for is kind of just a, a, a structure and a model, what we, what you could follow. Um, yes. And then, so how can people work with you? Tell us, tell us, uh, obviously your website is buildcoolthings.co. Yes, exactly. Right. Or the blog. And that's where you, you'll find my blog. I'm in the process of taking all the stuff that I learned over the last two, three decades and uh, turning it into English so that the rest of the world can enjoy it. And then I work with a couple of entrepreneurs one-on-one or with my team. We have a pretty intense coaching program. It's called Refactor. And what we basically do is we take our approach of figuring out what do you really want? What's the current bottleneck? Why is it not working? Why have you not accomplished where you want to be right now? We're going to help you to solve those bottlenecks and then um, uh, using small experiments to solve those problems and then attack the next bottleneck. And what we normally do is that we work mostly on freeing up time. That's our specialty. Like when you are into the thick of running your business and you feel like my potential is much bigger than I can uh, uh see right now like my impact is not large enough i'm doing too much nickel work Mm -hmm. i need to free up my time to think about ai or marketing or whatever whatever is happening in your business that's what we really love doing freeing up time for more impact fantastic and and how long do you normally work with with your clients we were we start with half a year six months Mm -hmm. and from we take it from there so what we need to do is all the time is, is help our clients see that they make uh, enormous progress and they just don't want to leave us. That's basically the idea. <laughs> but, but that is counter to my personality because I really love to help people think for themselves and to be free yeah. and not be attached to us. So that's an interesting dynamic all the time. It is because then you're getting so, such amazing results for them. You know they want to they want to continue with you, but at the same time, yeah. You yeah want them so to what fly. we do is we don't <laughs> we, we we try to not make our clients um, dependent on us. We help them to do their own thinking. So we we basically teach them a step by step process that they can still use like ten years later. Love that. I get emails from clients from ten years ago who say the the approach to solving problems that I learned from you is still 
impacting me so much. So that's where I'm really satisfied. Fantastic. And I'm sure people can book a, like a discovery call where they Absolutely. can talk to you and yes. make sure and see if it's the right fit for them, right? And that so they can hit me up on Twitter with a DM or can check out the website. Oh, it's all your, there. What are your social handles? Uh, build cool things. And uh, Twitter doesn't allow me to use the I in the last word. But when you go to buildcoolthings.blog, it's all there. Okay. Well, and we'll link it in the, in the podcast description. Thanks, Ryan. Tom, great having you on. Just so much. I mean, talking about gold, I think you shared some real gold nuggets with us today. And uh, really, really excited for our listeners to reach out to you so that you can help them free up time and make more impact. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope we will have many more to follow on or off podcast. I don't care. Same. I enjoy your enthusiasm. And, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Same. Have a, have a great day, guys. You too. Thank you. All right. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for tools or resources to grow, optimize, and save money for your business, or if you have questions about today's podcast or a previous episode, go to ideawins.com. We believe every idea counts, and a small, simple idea might be the only thing holding you back from a big win for your business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And as always, thanks for sharing idea wins with your friends. I'll see you next time.